All right, well, let's get into it. The movie is going to be uh, fun to talk about. Yeah, and I'm, don't forget, I'm rocking the swag. Yeah, the swag's great. <laughs> on our link tree, you can get get to the merch from there, linktr.ee slash late to the movies. No numbers, just spell it out. And um, yeah, now I don't have to do the, the merch spotlight at the end. I think I'm the it only does one. look good in the navy blue. Yeah, it's the best color because the purple really. I think I like it in the purple. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's nice. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's a good. De- whoever designed this logo did a good job. That was that was me before I knew how to design stuff. Nice. Well, there's the, I would make different choices today, but Why? I think it's it's classic. It's a classic movie. It's a classic. Type. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's classic. I think I'm the only one that has this. I think you probably are. A hundred percent, you are. Um. Okay. As you know, I don't know how to start the podcast. There will either be what usually comes right at the end or something along the lines of welcome to Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holton. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week we'll pick a film that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, kicking off a whole new month, which I'll go into depth on in a second, but I'll just leave it at this for now. It's Bird Month. November is Bird Month, and we're kicking it off with 2000's Ardman classic, Chicken Run. Technically, Ardman slash DreamWorks, but we know who actually did all the work. It was Ardman. Um, Jeffrey Katzenberg wasn't there, moving these little plasticine dudes around. Chicken Run, 2000. A movie I saw in theaters. <laughs> oh, no way. And I don't think I've seen since. Um, but in the back of my head, I was like, I really like that movie. I'm sure I still do. Anyway, we'll get into that in a second. Your guest, everyone's guest, my guest, left, right, across your podcast now. We got Anthony. Ben, I told you they was organizing. <laughs> ah, we, lo- we love Mr. Tweedy. He's, he's, he's right in yeah. the end. He, yeah. And he drops the door on his wife. Well, he got see, he's the ultimate redemption in the whole film. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> he was right. It's really about him. Um, anyway. Anthony, this is two in a row for you. I know, back to back. Back to back because wild work's been crazy and I'm not planning ahead that yeah. well, but you're usually down for a quick turnaround. Absolutely. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Uh, anyway, so I should go into bird month. Um, every November, I try and build out a month of Thanksgiving movies. It ends up being that we pick a different thing. Yeah. Last November, I think you were actually on a different stop motion movie. That was Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, that's right. That, we kind of just that was did a year like, ago? Yeah. Wow. I think we kind of just did like autumnal movies. Yeah. And that's sure. a very fall, fall autumnish yeah. movie. Very orange. Very orange. Um, this time around, I'll give Ray, who will be on an episode sometime this month, the credit. Because I was telling them the same issue I always have, where it's just, I just can't figure out enough Thanksgiving movies that I actually want to talk about. And she said, how about kind of related to Thanksgiving? Just do birds. Perfect. Yeah. Genius. Like, oh, yeah. Because, you know, it, it doesn't even know it'll have to be turkeys. That's a 2% royalty fee. I know, right? <laughs> she gets 2% of the $0. <laughs> Actually, she might have to pay a couple dollars if she's yeah. if she's covering 2% of what the money the show makes. It's <laughs> all in the red. We got a lot of red on our ledger, just like Black Widow. Um, it's uh, Bird Month. That's why it's going to be movies about birds or having birds in the title or related to birds in mm-hmm. some way. Makes the, sense. The cohesion maybe won't be entirely there, but as always, we'll have some some through line. First up is Chicken Run. This one is a, a slam dunk bird movie. Most of the characters are birds. So, you know. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why I'm defending it so vociferously. Just in case you want to email Noah and be like, this isn't bird enough. This one totally this, is. This is all about birds. Yep. This one is all about birds. It's even in the title. And uh, this, this is... Uh, not our first stop motion animation, but our first Ardman movie. I already mentioned that name. That is the the British production company that makes the Shaun the Sheep movies, the Wallace and Gromit shorts and movies. Um, Creature Comforts started way back. This was their first feature length movie. Um, but by the time they made it, one of the directors, Nick Park, had already won three Oscars. So they weren't exactly rookies. It was just their first feature length movie. Uh, and I think this is the first DreamWorks animation movie, technically. They beat out a bunch of other American companies that wanted distribution rights. And uh, they also shared production costs with Ardman to make this. Um, and they were like so stoked. It came out, was and still is the highest grossing stop motion movie of all time. And um, also, I think it was one of the highest grossing animated movies at all, all time. Made like $200 million. Um, and then just a year later, DreamWorks made Shrek and never looked back. 
and uh, redefined what children's movies were for at least the next two decades. Yeah. I th- I thought, um, no, I mean, like Wallace and Gromit, Legends. Fucking love Wallace yeah. and Gromit. Big fan. Yeah. Uh, and I might cut this to be later on. I wasn't expecting to go into all that, but I don't have notes in front of me, and I remembered it in the moment. I wanted sure. to get it all on tape. Totally understandable. <laughs> so now I'll say, have you watched any, before we talk about the movie... Have you watched anything good recently? Did you watch Five Nights at Freddy's? No, I, I want to see it in theaters. I'm not Sorry. seeing it on Peacock. Sorry to make you come back so early when you haven't had a chance. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe someday. Um, no, I started watching, well, it's only been a week, but I watched the first four episodes-ish of uh, Fall of the House of Usher. Nice. It was very good. I still haven't gone to it. I'm, I'm slacking. I'm sorry. It's not as scary. It's not as scary or jump scare it type. It's fun though. Yeah, it's it's excellent. It looks more f- like he's having more fun. Yeah, so. the st- the stories are much uh, more in depth. Nice. Yeah, it's and each episode's like not really a standalone, but it's it follows the same format. It's about one particular character in each episode, yeah. and they all line up to okay. uh, an Edgar Allan Poe story. Yeah, and it's different. It's like jumping around with chronology, right? Because it's the yeah. dude's super old and he's at like the end and he's reflecting, right. I think is the, is the frame. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's like his kids each like die weirdly. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're all related to a, a Poe story. Oh, it sounds so fucking it's, good. it's so good. Like the writing is just excellent. Yeah. He, the guy, Mike Flanagan's a genius. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, in case you've never listened to the show before, cause we talk about him so much that that's the new Mike Flanagan show on Netflix. And I think the last Flanagan Netflix show Believe he's going to Amazon next, maybe. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't. They're. They're not paying for his shows anymore. Wow, so. that's a big mistake. I think so too. Or maybe he just got too good a deal that they couldn't match. Because right. Netflix doesn't actually make money. <laughs> right. They, right. Somehow they still lose money. Yep. Yeah. The subscriber count is too low. Yeah. Um. That's. Oh man, I want to get on that so badly. Yeah, you should. It's, I, it's I just very haven't. good. I just haven't. Maybe tomorrow. I don't think I have plans tomorrow, so I can just bang that out. And all those shows are so, his shows are all so easy to watch one after yeah. another after another. They, it doesn't take any they, time at all. A lot of them kind of demand it right. f- of you. It, it's it's definitely, I think Midnight Mass I watched in. Eight hours? Yeah. I think <laughs> I watched it in like. One day. Oh, it's midnight. I should really go to bed. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll just do one more. It's only yeah. 45 minutes. Like, what has that really going to affect my sleep? And then it's like, right. well, I only got two episodes left. Let's keep going. That's what I did with uh, Bly Manor. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that makes sense. <laughs> um, Anything so, else? Yeah. Well, related to maybe what you saw earlier today, mm-hmm. but the, sc- the screenplay is by Carrie Kirkpatrick. Yeah. Who, last week I saw, I didn't mention this on the last episode, on the last pod, but I saw Mrs. Doubtfire, the musical. Oh, okay. And he wrote it. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, what, what no, a connection. No, his, his older brother's Wayne Kirkpatrick. Oh. His older brother wrote the 2015 musical Something Rotten yes. and the 2020 musical Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. And, uh, which was absolutely phenomenal. Okay. Phenomenal. Hit all the high notes. I saw the movie. Who hasn't seen Mrs. Doubtfire? Right, absolutely. Yeah. Our generation. We'll have like to find someone times. when we do um, divorce month. Yeah. What month is that? January? Uh, probably January. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next month. I don't have a December theme yet. Yeah. That'd be that'd be excellent. Um, yeah. And it was the real Broadway. Well, uh, it's a husband and wife team that do Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. Play, one plays Miranda. One plays the Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. And he he's the original uh, Broadway star. Okay. He came back. Yeah, I saw it at the PPAC. It was just excellent. It was probably one of the best musicals I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So which which guy is the was the star? The writer is the same guy? Uh no, the music and lyrics are written okay. by Carrie and Wayne Kirkpatrick. Okay, gotcha. So Carrie wrote Chicken Run. Yes. His brother wrote Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. So it's keeping it in the family. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Understood. Um yeah, I'm just making sure I got him all the any. I mean, speaking of music and Kirkpatrick, any any relation to Chris that we know of? Uh, not that I'm not that I'm seeing here. Okay, gotcha. No, it's too bad. Maybe though. Yes, a little related to what I saw earlier today because I also saw a show at the PPAC, the national tour of Book of Mormon came through. I had not seen it before. I liked it a lot. So funny. I Is mean, it wor- very very South Parky? Yeah. Obviously. Is it worth all the hype? I've never seen yeah. it either, so I know yeah, it's I like mean, speak. It's one of the most hyped shows ever. Yeah, just absolutely impossible to get tickets for. For it's infamously impossible to get tickets for. Yep. Um, 
when it came out for, for a long time. And then I guess Hamilton took that ground. Um, and, uh, yeah, now on the national tour, apparently also like seems to have sold out most of the showings here. It's, it's it completely sold out. I think there's only a few tickets left for Halloween night and I, I couldn't make yep. it, but I wanted to see it so bad. I've seen so many great shows at the PPAC. It's, yeah, it's yeah. an excellent venue. Yeah. PPAC is Providence Performing Arts Center in case you're not from around here. Uh, a theater that I saw, so I saw John Mulaney and Pete Davidson last week. And, oh, um, no way. Was that good? Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, nice. That was great. Mulaney was awesome. Pete Davidson was actually funny. The, the last time I had seen them together, Pete Davidson well, wasn't, uh, but he was actually funny this time. <laughs> and, um, Mulaney described PPAC as uh, ridiculous that a, a theater this nice is in a town like Providence. <laughs> no way. <laughs> as if, um, yeah, he described the situation as if a man shit his pants, but he's wearing cufflinks. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good, uh, yeah, uh, like description of the city of Providence. Yeah, every time I've seen him in Providence, he opens with like a five minute run about all the DUI billboards. Yeah, oh, which, nice. which let you know you're approaching Providence. Yeah, that's actually pretty funny. Yes. Yeah. You want to talk about Chicken Run? Let's do it. All right. So I already said this. I already said a lot about Chicken Run. Maybe I'll edit that into this part. We'll see. If so, here it is. Um, but if not, I'll just recap real quick. I saw this in theaters. I don't think I've seen it fully since. I saw it in theaters in the year 2000. I would have been nine. So That's wild. Well, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> this is one of the best films that we, we've seen or that I've seen as part of this podcast. Yes, this movie is awesome. If, you, if like next year for anniversary month, yeah. this is the movie that I'm going to say was the best film that I've seen. That's awesome. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. So far. Yeah. Yeah, you would have been a few years older, right? So it's probably like... I would have eh, been 12. A, yeah. yeah, it's like a kid's movie. Maybe it's yeah, not right, necessarily right. catching your eye. Um, And uh, that makes sense. But do you want... Do you have a one-minute plot summary yeah, for I, this one? I got, I'm got. i prepped this time. Hell yeah. Whenever you're ready. In a prisoner of war camp, I mean chicken farm, a bunch of chickens keep planning their escape only to fail and get caught over and over again by the evil Mr. and Mrs. Tweedy. Ginger, the leader, doesn't give up hope. One day, a daredevil rooster comes flying into the coop named Steve McQueen. I mean, Rocky. He can fly or can he? In a Rocky training montage, he trains the chickens to fly. But lo and behold, chickens can't fly and Rocky is a fraud. He's just a two-bit circus performer on the run. Ginger is sad, realizing they'll never escape. But Ginger is struck by a moment of genius by looking at a set of wings. And she leans on an old warbird named Fowler and builds a plane. After a bit of tussle with the Tweeties, the plane makes it over the fence. Ginger, Rocky, and all the chickens live happy, happily ever after on a chicken farm. The end. A, ch- a, a bird preserve. Yeah. Chicken Crossed bird. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, as you alluded to, this movie began life as a parody of 1963's Steve McQueen starring Great yeah, Escape. The Great Escape. Um, it ended up being not just a parody, not just a spoof, but its own thing, kind of. Yeah. Um, still taking liberally from that for the frame, but you know the action of it is 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 different, and um, a, a lot of things about this movie that stand out now to me watching it as an adult is, I mean, you are struck by the fact that aside from Rocky, both all the main characters <laughs> and the main villain are all women. Yeah. No, Which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I read a review that this is a very like feminine film. Yeah, for, especially for the time. Yes, and um, there's a lot of iconography and and I don't know, maybe you want to say symbolism. The 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 way that they actually do escape is by basically ignoring everything Rocky was telling them. Exactly. And they they manufacture something. They're sewing. They're you yeah. know sciz- using scissors. They're you know right making fabrics and stuff. And they're using also, uh, quote very- unquote women's work to. To get yeah. it done, pretty much. Very World War II vibe when... Yeah, absolutely. Right, like Rosie the Riveter type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think this is set what, in the 50s, so it's basically that. And uh, yep. <laughs> Fowler talking about his RAF days. Right, and, yeah. Um, and you're like, what the hell is he talking about? character. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> then you get to that, he's like, yeah, we were obviously mascots. So we yeah. weren't flying actual yeah. I'm crates. I'm a chicken. Yeah, I'm a chicken. We're not allowed to fly crates. Uh, um, they, which they, they don't have the word for planes. Right. So... Um, <laughs> Anyway, so not not to skip all around and get to like the context first, but I think that's well. Actually, I already did the context. Ardman started in uh, I think the eighties by Peter Lord, um, Nick. I almost said Miller because I was rewatching New Girl. Oh, what would I say? Nick Parker is that what I said his name was earlier? Nick Nick Park. Park. Sorry, yeah. God, 
Nick Park. Uh, he's the guy who actually has the ideas and the the uh, muscle that he puts into it. He's the one who created Wallace and Gromit. Um, he already has three Academy Awards by the time he makes this, um, co-directed by him and Peter Lord. And uh, yeah, super successful guys. Yeah. Um, all that to say, I love Ardman <laughs> and, uh, and Walls of Grama we've already talked about, but so that's what this movie's born from just guys who are the, at the absolute top of their craft have already been recognized for it. Here's their first feature film and they knock it out of the park. It's just yeah. great. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, so it's so good. I love the look of this movie. I think it holds up pretty well. Any stop motion really does. Cause I just love the tactile kind of nature, the fact that you can see the fingerprints on all the models. For sure. This movie doesn't, it's not a very like uh dated or no. you can tell it's the year 2000 at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. This is something we talked about with fantastic Mr. Fox too. And yeah. when that movie, Wes Anderson and his team purposely didn't try and like, you know, use digital correction to hide that, fingers had been touching these right. uh, models and fantastic Mr. Fox, especially they actually have like textured fur type stuff. So you can see it's getting moved around frame to frame and it looks like the wind there's constantly wind or right, something, right, right. but that's just sort of part of the aesthetic. Uh, same is true here. They're constantly seeing like the fingerprints moving around on the, you know, it's plasticine with the moldings around. It. This must take a, a ton of effort. Yes. So and time, I think it's uh January, 98 to June 99. They said they got about a minute a week. Oh, wow. 84 minutes. So yeah, that's about the math. (laughs) And you have to move the mouth. Every shot, the mouth moves up, down, left, right. They said for every model, they had a different beak for each sound that it could make. Oh, wow. Pretty pretty much. So yeah, that's how they do it. They switch out the mouths. Yep. Um, And you can see that's where the seams are with these particular models. Sure. They're switching out the mouths. Um, but it's not it's not it's not that noticed. You have to really be looking for that to notice it. I, to me, it wasn't noticeable at all. No, I totally agree. Um, and, and and even if it was, it would add to it. That's a thing. So Henry Selleck, who directed what you on the last episode called the most overrated movie ever, um, Nightmare, oh, Before, Nightmare Christmas. Before Christmas. Yeah, his most recent movie, Wendell and Wild, on Netflix. I want to say last year they made the decision to not hide any of the seams. Yeah. So you actually see the seams where around like their eyes because eyes and mouths, you know, get swapped out and you actually see all those seams in that movie. Um, and I don't know that movie's fucking weird as hell, but, yeah, but right. it's, but it's good too. Yeah. Um, anyway, all that to say, uh, aesthetically, I think this movie's awesome. I, th- I thought this movie was excellent. Yeah. We can get into the plot too. Uh, yeah. Rocky doesn't come in until about 20 minutes in. Yeah. You get a montage of the escape attempts led by Ginger, who's the main chicken. You can tell her apart because she's got a hat. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the other chickens there, the most prominent ones, Babs. We love Babs. Great. She's always sewing. Yeah. She doesn't really get what's going on. She's Irish. I guess so. Yeah. Right. That would be the accent. Yeah. Um, there's another one. I forget her name, but she kind of, she's kind of a dick. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Agnes, something like that. Yeah, she's played by Melda Staunton. Who yeah, yeah. She, most I think people, it's Agnes. Most people probably know from the Harry Potter movie. She plays Umbridge. Yep. Um, my second favorite character, Mac. Mac, who is Craig Ferguson's sister. Craig Ferguson's sister. Yeah, that's right. There's the Scottish kind of yeah brainiac yeah. sort of assistant to Ginger, who's working on the designs and the science. The engineer. Yeah, the engineer, yeah. exactly. That's, the that's one that important. Rocky Road's always like, uh, she's speaking English? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Americans can't understand Scottish people. Makes sense. Which um, is weird because he's not American. He's Australian. Yeah, it's Mel Gibson. We we haven't mentioned yet. <laughs> Figured we can kind of talk around it. But that's Mel Gibson. It's our first Mel Gibson movie, technically. Um, you don't really notice it, though. Honestly, I feel like he sounds a lot like George Clooney in this. He, do, he does. He does. He's kind yeah. of doing that. Not that he has an Australian vibe. accent anyway, but. And I know we were just talking about Fantastic Mr. Fox. Not yeah. to keep bringing it back to that because there's not a ton of overlap. But I just feel like it's a similar kind of uh, fake it till you make it vibe. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt this movie, though, was very anti-American. I think that's just British <laughs> No, no. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Fa- Although Fowler is like, the Yanks. Yeah. Get out of here. We don't need you. Always late to every war. Oversexed and and overpaid. Overpaid and over here. And over here, yeah. (laughs) Um, And it's great, yeah. So it's just the the Tweeties 
on their farm. They're mean to these chickens. They're, it's an egg operation. But if you don't produce eggs, they kill you. Right. Really early in the movie, before much dialogue's happened at all, one of these chickens gets God. And uh, it's like, I think seeing this as a nine-year-old was kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah. This is where chickens come from. <laughs> this is where chickens come from. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely does, you know, if you wanted to read a sort of uh, vegetarian message from this or an anti-livestock farming message, it's not too hard to get there. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I I think it's well sure yeah no you're right yeah um and uh, yeah I think from there it's sort of just you know them just talking about like okay what else can we do to escape and then Rocky shows up right he flies in over the fence or at least he looks like he's flying hits the weather vane falls down off the wires yep yep very obvious to Ginger within a few scenes that he just escaped from the circus. Yeah. He's well, the, the circus shows up. Right. Yeah. Looking for him. Yep. It's like, oh, crap. Yeah. Hide me. Hide me. Um, and then they just kind of go from there. There's yeah. the, you, I mean, I feel like with this movie, you covered a lot of the plot in the one minute, so I don't no, feel the need to get too deep into it, but that's I, true. But some of the sequences are great. The, the montage you mentioned is really good. The, the Rocky roads though, when he comes in, he's like, I'm, I'm Rocky, Rhode Island red. Yeah. No, that's a callback or, I mean, a tie-in to uh, Pete. We've been talking about Providence. Here's another local connection. Absolutely. Right here in our own Chicken Run movie. He's on the bottle for Autocrat. Yep. uh, Coffee milk. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yep. A famous- Coffee syrup, sorry. (laughs) I don't think that breed of rooster exists anymore, though. Oh, no. I don't know. I have to look look that up. Yeah. There there was a hockey team. I just made that up. That's right. Before they became the Providence Bruins. Yep. Um... (laughs) just uh it's really cool but it's just, it's just never, all good i don't know i didn't see i never seen this movie i've seen yeah. some of the memes sure like on the internet right yeah 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 so i guess it's uh that that's a good point that we should talk about since that's the point of the you know the freaking show um so yeah what are you thinking as this is as you're firing this up as it's getting going well i, I love the 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 shout out to the rhode island red well, sure. it's a f- very famous breed of rooster yes and I didn't pick up that it was Rocky Roads until I saw it, and he mentioned it. I was like, "Oh, that's it. that's excellent. I love that." Yes, uh, I like the the allegories to the Great Escape and yeah, yeah. World War Two, and yeah. sort of like the fact that it just is a prisoner of war camp. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it, the physical resemblance. Is, right. Is, it's so funny. the The music being like the kind of military yeah. sort of marching. Right. Yeah. And uh, the slapstick comedy yeah. and just the comedy in general is just. Totally on point Always. and hilarious. The, the physical gags that are yeah. put together are n- never equaled anywhere else. Never. Like. And chickens with it, oh, don't lose your head, and they all start freaking out. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. <laughs> or like Chicken Little, the sky's falling, and they just flip out at any little thing that goes wrong. Yeah. And, and Ginger's always like, don't, you guys got to relax. Like, don't eat all the chicken feed. They're just trying to fatten you up. Yeah. They just, but they just go after it and anyway. They're going to kill all of us at the <laughs> same time. Right. And everyone gets super depressed. <laughs> and Rocky has actually a good point there. It's like, wow, you really can't tell them they're all going to die. Yeah. In a, in a purely American way. Like, don't tell them they're going to die or that their fate is inevitable. Yes. Motivate them by telling them things that they want to hear. Yeah, 100%. Um, the movie is, I feel like, pretty intense. I feel like I remember it feeling like it was pretty intense as a nine-year-old. Um, there's well, some it like certainly keeps you hooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these these chickens are in mortal peril. That that just keeps escalating. Right. So mentioned it's an egg farm, but it switches probably even less than halfway through because oh, the profits from the egg manu- uh, manufacturing uh, ma- the egg production is so low yeah. that they decide to start making pies. They bring in that huge contraption, right? And then there's um that great sequence where. Mr. Tweedy's like, oh, I know exactly who to test this on. He goes and grabs Ginger. Right. Uh, this is after the dance sequence, which I we, we shouldn't skip over, is awesome. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Um, just there's going to be a lot of these sequences where it's like, this one's great. It's so impressive. The amount of time this must have taken is mind boggling. I can't believe that people actually took the time to do that. That's, that, that, that's the most good. impressive thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, just 
still images with people meticulously moving stuff around and it just works so well. And right. I know I'm describing animation, but it's right. still one of those things that bears repeating. Cause you forget that this is after a while, not real characters because it just feels so physically present. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, the sequence where Rocky has to rescue Ginger from the machine is, I don't know. One of the best animation sequences ever made. Yeah. It's so I, good no, that, I, I agree that they do like the opening of Raiders of the Lost Ark right. kind of, but funnier and with more chicken pie specific. It's yeah, right. And it even as a door is closing to the oven and she goes back and rescues her hat. Yeah. Yep. That's a good like. shout out again. This movie co-produced by DreamWorks, right? DreamWorks SKG S stands for Spielberg. So, right. um, you know, I'm sure he appreciated that getting thrown in and David Geffen. Well, Yeah. <laughs> We mentioned Katzenberg. Of course, this is still the period in time with where Jeffrey Katzenberg, former Disney executive pushed out by Michael Eisner, specifically wants to turn DreamWorks into an animation studio to take down Disney. Right. Because uh, he's got a hair across his ass about that. And for a while, it actually surpasses Disney, I'd say, from Shrek in 2001 through, I don't know, Frozen, maybe? But there's like 10 years where Disney animation is like, Crushing who it. cares? Right. Um, like when their big movies are like home on the range and chicken little and stuff where, whereas DreamWorks is making a billion dollars with Shrek the third. And right. Stuff. Exactly. So, right. 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 So, Hey, good for Katzenberg. But then he made Quibi. He had that one documentary about Jaisal and, and that was it. Every episode was seven <laughs> minutes long and it came out right when the pandemic started where no one needed to be on the go and watch only seven minute long shows. Anyway. Good idea. Poor execution. All that to say this sequence is incredible. Um, Usually my go-to for my favorite sequence in stop motion animation is from a different Ardman work, um, specifically The Wrong Trousers, a Wallace and Gromit short. Oh, yeah. And Oscar-winning Wallace and Gromit short. Four, four of the Wallace and Gromit things, I think the four shorts that came out between like 89 and 95 or whatever, um, they're in like one package on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Where you can watch them. Two of them won Oscars. They're all under a half hour long. <laughs> they're all worth watching. I remember watching that in middle school Yeah. Uh, for like English class. Yeah. I forget why, but. It's very English. That's yeah. probably not what they meant. Right. But it's no, extremely right. British. Yeah. That's not what my English teacher meant at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Wrong Trousers has a sequence at the end where uh, the penguin, Feathers McGraw, is uh, and Gromit are locked in a high-speed train chase. Um, and the whole sequence is incredible, but then there's a bit where Gromit, who is the dog, has to grab spare track and lay it down in front of the train as it's moving. Sure. And it is easy. And it, they made it in 1993. It's like, it's the same year as, you know, Jurassic Park and right. Nightmare Before Christmas. And you're like, this is, no one's done anything more impressive in stop motion than this. I, I, I totally agree. And um, any, anyway, so that was a full seven years before this sequence. And it's, it feels similar to me because it is sort of like a runaway train situation where there's just like, almost literal out of the frying pan and into the fire over right. and over again. Over, it just right. keeps escalating. That's the, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just so kinetic. And the, the moving parts in this and the lighting, are, it's it's in, it's incredible. And most of it's so fucking yeah. hard. It just but, looks so hard. And uh, Fowler reminds me, though, of... Uh, what, what's the um, Muppets character? Is, it, is that Bald Sam Eagle? Eagle. Yeah, Sam, Sam Eagle, yeah. Yes. It's almost like the same guy. Specifically Sam Eagle in Muppets Christmas Carol, yeah, where he it, says it, it's the exactly American way. what I had in like, my mind. Right. Kermit like whispers it is here. Or I think Gonzo whispers it is here, and he corrects me. It's the British way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Um, that voice actor died, unfortunately. Yeah. So we're being replaced by um, another guy who was in Harry Potter for the sequel, which comes out in a month. On Netflix. Yeah, oh yeah, December fifteenth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, nu- chicken nugget or something like that. Uh, yeah, chicken run nuggets, nugget something, nugget. Uh, Dawn of the nugget. Dawn of the nugget. Okay, sure. Um, most of the cast has been replaced, but Babs is still the same. Bunty, I think, actually is Amelda Stone's character. She's still in it. Bunty. Yeah. Um, they replaced the main characters, Mel Gibson for obvious reasons. Right. Um, Rocky is going to be voiced by Zachary Levi. Um, Tandiway Newton is taking over Ginger in the sequel. Uh, other, and then I think like, yeah, besides the couple I mentioned, there's a couple other people. I think Mac is still Craig Ferguson's sister. 
but most of the cast has been is recast. Be new, yeah. yeah. And there's new characters too. Yeah. Timothy Spall is one of the mice. Oh, the rats? I guess probably rats, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're two sense. rats, yeah. I think Timothy Spall, another Harry Potter. This is just British British actors. They were all in Harry Potter. Sorry, yeah. whatever. The two rats um, are great characters in this film, fantastic. too. Fantastic. Yeah. They're yeah. always trying to sell them crap. Yeah. Because they just collect crap. Yeah. It makes sense. They can steal stuff. You got two thimbles. I got this necklace. It's a really like a yeah. bath, bathtub plug. <laughs> I love when they're under the gnomes and Mr. Tweety sees them and he's just, it's all in your head. <laughs> yeah. Well, he says, uh, now, now we have gnomes. Oh, yeah. Now we have gnomes. Sure. Whatever. Well, but that, but you mentioned that is a funny recurring theme about Mr. Tweety always trying to catch them. Yes. And then he sees them working out, doing push ups. But then he he turns around and he says, Mrs. Tweety. Yeah. He turns back and they're just clucking away, (laughs) pretending to eat. Yeah. It's so funny. It's just, it's so funny. I am, I think my, the, the biggest laugh for me was when they are caught like super red handed, like making the plane. And they and Ginger's like, well, obviously the only thing we could do is attack this guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And he he yells, "Mrs. Tweety, the chickens are revolting." She says, "Finally, we agree." <laughs> that is a good line. So that funny. is a really good line. It's, it's just so funny. Charming movie. Um, yeah, and they build that big plane. It's uh, and I was thinking like this is kind of a lot like the end of Bugs Life, but oh, that's true too. They yeah, they also well. make a big plane. What year did Bugs Life come out? That was like 2001, right? Bugs Life, I think, is 97. It's oh. be, it's between the first two Toy Stories. Okay. So maybe maybe they borrowed a little so bit. So it might be 96. Box. I don't know. I mean, they start making this around the same time. Yeah. They're already, they've already begun making the movie, so they probably already wrote it by then. Um, and it's different enough. Right. And it has that great sequence where they're, you know, having to go back and forth because right. the ramp isn't down and then... The Christmas lights. The Christmas lights. It's all good. Yeah. It's just all good. Mrs. Tweety trying to hack him with an axe. Yeah. And then you, you don't think Ginger's going to make it, but she cuts the, the yep. she's able to cut the Christmas lights right at the right spot. Yes. How sad the rats are to be giving up the eggs. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. They get their eggs at the end. Well, actually, that, that scene, though, and when she's flying into, back into the house and yeah. Fowler's like, bombs away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a what a character. Fowler's great. We love Fowler. But my, my well, a scene that I scene that I laugh the most at is the very end when they're on the chicken. They're a bird sanctuary yeah. crossed out, and the two rats are arguing back and forth. They want to. Oh, would they, want, they need to start with a chicken or an egg? Yeah, yeah. And they so, so it's and really then funny. the it's like almost picking in the brain scenario. Then the dumber rat is like, yeah. let's have this, let's hash this argument again. Yeah, let's start over. Um, I think. <laughs> That's the kind of joke that's like might have been the first joke they wrote for the movie. Right. They wrote the end like, first, yeah. We gotta earn this verse. Exactly. We can end on this. You can't do this too early. <laughs> oh man. But did you see did you think that Rocky and Ginger were gonna get together? Probably. Yeah. Why why else? Yeah. I mean that's kinda obvious. Yeah. He's he's checking her out immediately. Yeah. He's creepily staring at her while she's like doing push ups. Yeah, yeah, right. You know. All the stuff guys do. <laughs> um, just a just a solid freaking movie. I don't know. <laughs> I, We've only talked about it for about twenty minutes, but no, we more than that. <laughs> nope. I mean, the, it's only it's a ninety minute film. 84. Bi- 84 minutes with and the, opening and closing credits. The whole film just flows right through. Yeah, it's one of the best movies ever made in animation for sure. Yeah. So, just love it. Um, the what else happens? Well, we should mention. I mean, Rocky does eventually get found out that he's a con, a fraud. Yeah, a fraud. Not, yeah. not really a con artist. It's not like what he does for a living or anything. He's just kind of a, he's a, a lie, performer. a lie of convenience yeah. in the moment. He gets shot out of a cannon. Yeah, he gets shot out of a cannon. He leaves the part of the poster behind that tells them that right with the wings, with the wings. Yeah. yeah, after he wins Fowler's admiration. Yeah, yeah. And he just, you know, he can't take So he gets out of there. Um, it is established early in the movie that, oh, well, yeah, I mean, you can get one or two chickens out, but Ginger wants to get everyone out at the same time. Yeah. So then Rocky's just like, oh, he, he just leaves. Yeah. Because he, he can if right. you're by yourself. And he finds a small bicycle and a radio. Yeah. I guess probably maybe from the rats. But the, the song they're playing is... Uh, um, Wanderer. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, the 70s. 
yeah, whatever. <laughs> Maybe think, I think that was used in the trailer for Fallout 4. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't know when, I don't know what year that song came out. I didn't look it up, but. 61. Oh, close. So it's. Sorry, it's, Dion. Is, yeah. So if that, if that came out in 61, then you're not too far off. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, the, it's the 1960s. Just Dion. I didn't even, I never knew that dude's last name was Micucci. Yeah, of course it's Dion. <laughs> yeah. It could be the 60s. That's what it looks like in rural Britain, maybe. Yeah. And it, that would that would make sense because then follower would be like uh, the correct age. It's like an old Air Force vet. Yeah. It's the early 60s. Well, Rocky, Rocky's to his own, uh, the wing. Yes. Yeah, I can't, I can't fly because my wings hurt. Yep. But, you know, he's, he's drinking. He's milking it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's milking it. Yeah. Because he can't fly at all. No. You know, Roosters can't fly. Neither can chickens. No, they almost do. They just need some thrust. Yeah. So let's steal the belt. Yep. And then really just fling fling these birds around. Yeah. Well, that's, an, that's another funny scene that I out, laughed, out loud as, yeah. laughed out loud at as well. When the rats, they get the suspenders. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. Because they think he's going to lay some eggs for them. But he can't lay any eggs because he's a rooster. Right. And they come to that realization later in the movie when he says... Roosters don't lay eggs. <laughs> and when Ginger gives him the egg to fi- find me all these, the yeah. wrench, the nails, the screws. Yeah, apparently that's a woman thing, I think is what he said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah go ask your mom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Cool movie. Yeah, I just, so many good sequences in this. And I like, um, you know, I, I, I do really like the ending. So hopefully the sequel doesn't mess it up too bad. I, I don't, I think that, on trend, the longer time that's waited between sequels, they've come out pretty good, except Dumb and Dumberer. Yeah, <laughs> twenty three years for this one. So, um, yeah, twenty three years, Jesus. And I just think that the the writing and the dialogue of this whole film is is just so great. And like I t- I talked about Kirkpatrick, the screenwriter, right? He he also wrote James and the Giant Peach, which I think is a, which was a great movie too yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Weird one. Wicked weird. I remember. I think but I was I afraid mean, of that. You know, based on doll. So all. Yeah. Then seeing something from you know this period of time also in British countryside feels very doll e also just because my American brain has limited perspective and that just associates that time period and England with Roald doll. He also wrote, uh, "Honey, I shrunk the kid. Honey, we shrunk ourselves." Okay, not as good, but okay. Charlotte's Web. I think Jeff Garland is in "Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves." Over the hedge. Oh, people really like that. He he directed that too. People like that one. I never saw it. Or people hate that one. I don't know. And then he's the, he's the writer and um, executive producer of Dawn of the Nugget. There you go. So I don't know. I I just thought I just thought that the whole film flowed, and I I was just captivated from start to finish. I thought it was, I thought it was just really excellent. Yeah. But I, and I like. I like too that at the end, Mr. Tweety's trying to catch the chickens the whole time. He keeps telling his wife that the chickens are, they're organized, they're they're, organized. Pl- they're working out, yeah. they're getting stronger. It's like, you know, you don't listen to me. And she just blows him off the whole time. And she comes off as the much meaner one. Oh, yeah. But he has, he finally says, I'm not a pushover anymore. Yeah. Pushes the bond door down on her. Yeah. And takes over his own life. Yeah. So we this whole movie so. is a story of redemption. Yeah. I want to see 20, 20 years on. Of course, chickens live that long, right? Uh, this, so this the sequel is probably like a week later, maybe. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but not. T- yeah. Twenty three years later. Twenty three years later. Let's see. Let's see where Mister Tweety ended up. I hope he remarried. Yeah. Ended up with his own farm. Well, making I, vegetarian pies. Right. But just, just it's just vegetables just and gravy. Yeah, yeah. That fall into the pie crust. Just veggies. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But this film also has themes of like you know they they the Tweeties are kind of like the Nazis. Yes, there's a lot of fascism. Yeah. And then the chickens come together and they're like, you know, not really communism, but more like a, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they end up on a commune. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure, sure. Allegory for like togetherness and yeah. helping each other out. Maybe communism. A little bit. That's yeah. There's a lot. I mean, you can read a lot into the 80 minutes of this movie. Uh, ostensibly for kids, but obviously resonant 
way beyond that. It had great reviews when it came out. It made a ton of money. Yeah. Huge hit. It made $227 million on like a $44 million budget. Insane for this, for this, for these guys. Which, it's hard to believe that it only cost $44 million to do. Yeah. Well, I guess the materials are probably The sweat equity that goes into these kinds of movies. Right. Um, yeah, so I want to talk about more, you know, big picture stop motion and then, you know, also like you know, the, the stuff we're going to thread together. But maybe we close out our thoughts on the movie first with some ratings. That's okay with you? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So on a scale of 0. 0.5 to 5, on any scale of your choosing aside from stars, what would you give 2000's Chicken Run? Uh, this might be sacrilegious, but I give this movie five chicken pot pies out of five. Wow. <laughs> it's the woman's touch. Um yeah, this is a, yeah. Why not? This is a five out of five. These movies are so hard to make. It's so hard. God, I always think of the perfect joke from Parks and Recreation, where uh, did you ever watch Parks and Rec? Yeah, not all of it. Though. Yeah, so Adam Scott's character Ben um, is in like a deep depression, and as like a project, he makes a stop motion animation movie, and he works on it for a really long time, and then yeah. like is excited to show it to to to, uh, to Rob Lowe's character. And uh, it's like four seconds long. Nice. And he's like, well, that was a week of work. But you, yeah. one and last thing. That causes him to have a breakdown. That that was also a great scene in the movie when yeah. uh, Rocky sees the poster and it says, a woman's, it's a woman's touch. Yeah. What is this like? But it's, it's Mrs. Tweedy who's a miserable person. Miserable person. Yeah. Uh, I do want to call out, before I give my rating, sorry, now the flow's all messed up. There's one particular scene where I'm like, how they do that? And yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a simple answer, and I'm just dumb. But it's one of those things I don't want to know. When they're unboxing the new machinery for the pie making conveyor machine, and it's both of the Tweeties on different sides of like shiny saw blades, right? All oh, right. And you see their reflections in it while they're spinning around. Yeah. How the fuck did they do yeah, that? Yeah. That no, that's a great scene. You're right. Yeah. Anything where like the characters are talking and there's some con- consistent motion yeah. happening, it must be hard enough. Right. But to, like, to have a reflection in clay. Yeah. Right. What the fuck is going on here? Right. <laughs> it's insane. And yeah, like, you know, maybe that's, that's a metal prop probably, but I just mean like they're also talking while you can see the reflections and right. shit. Like, what are we fucking so, doing? So, right. And, yeah. and again, this is 1993. The CGI is like, Yes, if you have hundreds of millions of dollars and you can, from far away, make a CGI T-Rex. Yeah. Because you're Steven Spielberg. Right. But they didn't have those resources. Yeah. So I don't know what... Well, I that, just don't want to know. That's true, too. Imagine if they made Jurassic Park the the way they wanted to make yes, it. Yes, with, with Phil Tippett's uh, stop motion. Yeah. Uh, dinosaurs, yeah. That would have been wild. That would have been wild. I think that's what Spielberg kind of wanted was sort of a Ray Harryhausen throwbacky sort of look anyway. Right, 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 right. But once he saw like, oh, I can actually make it look real. Right. Oh, well, then let's just let's, make the most money anyone's ever made at exactly. the time. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put hedge all my bets on yeah. computers. Yeah. Phil Tippett's still mad about it, but that's okay. Um, he got credited as the dinosaur wrangler in that film, so yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Um, what's my scale? Okay, so I'll go with... I, I I didn't think about a good one in advance. Um, <sighs> I I have another one. Do you give it? Yeah, yeah. What you got? Give it. Fi- I I'll give this film five Royal Air Force Medals of Bravery out of five. Thinking <laughs> you the medal. It's really good. We were just mascots. They don't let chickens fly planes. Great. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I'm a chicken, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Basically what he says. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Uh, so good. Um, okay. We'll do uh, five out of five. Um, 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 um. Yeah. No, no, I lost it. I was going to say something like five out of five um, eggs produced by a rooster by the end of the month. <laughs> nice. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't exactly make sense, but it works. It works. It works. So on, so we liked this movie a lot. It's a good one. Go check it out. It's under 90 minutes long. <laughs> it's, it's on Peacock for free. Yeah, yeah. And it's on Netflix if you're already paying for Netflix. So you got options. Um, 
Stop motion generally. I mentioned, I guess the most prominent, most recent prominent one is Wendell and Wild, which I think is about a year ago on Netflix. That's Henry Selleck. He made Coraline and uh, directed Nightmare Before Christmas. That would be his big pulls. Um, do you, and I, I mean, I'm sure we talked about this a year ago, but I don't exactly remember. Where are you on stop motion? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I mean, th- th- obviously they're just not going to make that many of them, but, uh, it's just so a great, hard, they yeah. take, they take so long. Right. Is the problem really. Yep. But as long as it's film, the studios that are willing to do it once in a while, um, I highly recommend, I, I, I would never not see a stop motion film. Yeah. Um, I guess the only one who's really just doing it as their thing is the, as a studio. I mean, Leica, um, they made Coraline, Box Trolls, Paranorman, most recently Kubo and the Two Strings. And I feel like Kubo was, must be like three or four years ago at this point. Yeah. Oh, I remember Box Trolls. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I ever saw it, but I remember the preview for it. Yeah. Let me see. Kubo, Two Strings. Oh my God. Kubo and Two Strings is 2016 film, actually. <laughs> I uh, saw that in theaters also. Uh, I, would do, I must have missed something by Leica then. Oh, yeah, they made Missing Link. That was their most recent one. I think people didn't like Missing Link, though. I never saw Missing Link. Yeah, I feel like people didn't like it. That's the one. No, it's not. That's 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 the one. Yeah, yeah it's like a, it's a Sasquatch who meets Yetis or something. Oh, that sounds like a great concept. Hugh Jackman's in it as a voice, obviously. Yeah. You ever play uh, Chicken Run the video game back in the day? No. Me neither. No, no. <laughs> it's it's mentioned in the Wikipedia article that it literally just is Great Escape. Yeah. Is the game. So uh, if you're looking for a game version of The Great Escape, I guess the Chicken Run game will we'll have to do. This film did make me want to eat a chicken sandwich, though. I was kind of hungry to watch again. I was like, hmm, what could I eat right now? A nice chicken sandwich while I watch Chicken Run. Nice. That's a little sad. <laughs> a little bit, but. Um, and so I was also thinking like, so what should be, because we're not actually ending up on a Thanksgiving theme. Yeah, but what, what would be a question for this month? Yeah, I think I still want to make it like a Thanksgiving question though. So um, the easiest thing to take, to pick would be something like, now that we've been talking about pies and whatnot. Yeah. What's like, What's your go-to if you had to pick one Thanksgiving food? Is it turkey? And if not, oh, I, why? This is like a chicken and egg question. It's, a, it's an unanswerable question. All right. I mean, you can give me some of your favorites if you got yeah. more than one. But it, I really, For, like, if you have Yeah. One. Well, I might be a rare, I might be a rare bird, Uh-oh. but I really like turkey. Yeah. I know most people don't. Yeah. They complain it's too dry. I actually don't, I don't mind turkey. Am I eating turkey every day? No. I eat a turkey on Thanksgiving. Fine. Love it. Happy guy. Yeah. Dude, I love turkey. And I, love I didn't turkey. realize until I was older that people were like, oh, man, yeah, Thanksgiving's fun. But like, man, I wish we could just have chicken instead. Yeah. You're crazy. No. I love, I love turkey. Right. It's the, it's the save, save your chickens for Christmas. It's a phenomenal food. Yeah. yeah. And I like everything that goes with it. Stuffing, cranberry sauce. Yes. 100%. My family, we eat a banana cream pie, which is my favorite pie. Nice. So... I'm not doing carbs right now, so the pies and the stuffing are gonna gonna be tough. Leave that off, yeah. And the mashed potatoes. Oh, so you're just gonna eat turkey. <laughs> I think the only thing I have is turkey. I could do like broccoli with cheese. Yeah. As long as there's not like a breaded crust. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Um. But yeah, or I just I mean I probably just do that as a cheat day. But since it's I, Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, I, I'd have to go turkey also. So maybe the question going forward, or maybe we're just weird and other people won't pick turkey, but maybe it's what's your, what's your take on turkey and then separate from turkey? What's your, yeah. what's your like that, one dish, yeah, 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 yeah. one dish you got to have at the table? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I think I like, this is a great idea for November, but there's only so many bird movies. What do you, so next year, what about football movies? Yeah, I, I that's one I've definitely played with yeah. before is doing football movies. I do think I'm going to do like a Thanksgiving special yeah, this year. Gotcha. As in a Thanksgiving special about Thanksgiving specials, plural. Yeah. I'm going to pick a couple. Yep. And we're going to talk about those because they're all like made for TV and like 20 minutes long. Yeah. So. Oh, I see. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I think you probably answered this, but so yeah, you're in on turkey. Aside from turkey, what's the one thing you got to have on your Thanksgiving too? 
No, for for me, it's a banana cream pie. Yeah, I, I, yeah, well, yeah. I know you said that already. Yeah, just to get it clean, I guess. I mean, so I could name something else, but nobody outside of this little area of the world we live in would understand what it is. <laughs> oh, is it Portuguese? Yeah. <laughs> is it like cajadas or something? No, it's is just like- a cherise. A oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Which my family yeah, eats on, on Thanksgiving. Let's get some cherise going. You're right. Because my grandmother always made the turkey. Yeah. So it's she's Portuguese. She always make it Portuguese style with Charisse a couple sticks of cherise. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, my girlfriend's... Uh, the Irish, they've haven't eaten too much cherise in their lifetime. Yeah. Like, just throw some corned beef in there. That's I what introduced I them to Portuguese stuffing. No, it's the best. Portuguese stuffing is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, uh, try it if you're if you're not from this area. Get a it's cookbook. Probably the same thing. Just just Google Spanish stuffing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's the same thing with yeah. chorizo. It's not the same thing though. You can't I know, make a I know mistake. it's not. I know it's not the same thing. You can't tell our listeners that it's the same thing. I'm just saying you yeah. you won't have as readily you won't have as much chorizo readily available to you. True, but you can get close ish. Yeah, with the chorizo. Right, that's true. That's true. Fair fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, who are we kidding? Everyone lives within five blocks of here. Actually, a great question I think you should ask is uh, what came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> That's a good question, especially for this one. I don't know. I think some kind of weird zygote. Yeah. So probably technically that makes it more eggish. It's probably a dolphin embryonic. that grew legs, then became a cow. Yeah. Turned into a chicken. Turned into a chicken. Yep. So the so dolphin's the answer. Yeah. I think one of those weird prehistoric dolphins with the sharp teeth. Exactly. I think dolphins have t- sharp teeth, right? But the ones with the really fucked up teeth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The real sharp ones. Yeah. Don't like those guys. All right. Well, this is fun. <laughs> no, this is a great. This is a great. Thanks for letting me. Uh, yeah. This is always to fun weeks. to be like, oh, yeah, this is a great movie that, you know, probably was outside your purview at the time. And I'm, I hope you like it. And, no, way yeah. outside. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that you did. All right. Yeah. Let's call it. Um, oh, man. I, I, I'm slacking. I wish I had thought of a movie specific outro. I'm sure there is one uh, where there's a will, there's a way. And I will be leaving that way. Good line. Just that, a good movie. Excellent. There it is. That's what we got to end on. As, as I said earlier, you can find our stuff on Linktree, linktr.ee slash late to the movies. Uh, if you don't like the podcast app you're listening to it on, all the available ones can be found on that Linktree. Also, that dope hoodie that Anthony's wearing. This isn't, I mean, this is audio only, but just picture it. It yep. looks great. You know. Tpublic.com. It's hoodie season. That's true. Get it. Well, you can. There's only as many hoodies <laughs> as T Public has available in their warehouse. Who knows? It's got to be a finite amount, so don't wait. Anyway, uh, thanks, Anthony. Thank you. Later. <laughs>